Oh, we're recording. We're recording. This is live. Um, so welcome uh, all to our first podcast. I am a human being. Um, we're keeping it mysterious, kind of cool, kind of freaky. I guess you could call me Radio Rebel. Um, but this will be our first podcast. We'll set a timer for 30 minutes. We'll just talk when it ends, it ends. Um, and it'll be really rad. So you should hit like and subscribe. I don't know if they do that, but uh, in the podcast, <laughs> I only listen to one podcast and it's about serial killers. So anyways, the other person, do you want to talk? I mean, you pretty much covered everything. So there's not much to add. Okay. Well, let me set my alarm timer thingy clock, clock for 30 minutes. And then we'll start. Okay, so our topic for today will be the United States government. Um, I personally have been involved, since we can talk more about that than petitions, uh, I personally have been very involved in the United States government, guys. Um, I have submitted three uh, petitions, two on change.org and one directly to Congress themselves. Um, so the and you emailed the president asking for like a scholarship and then he just like never no, it, was, it wasn't a scholarship I asked him okay so a part of the president's thing was they were like we will do something I forgot what it was I think give you money I think it was a scholarship anyway, yeah it was like for knowing something about like the American Revolution or just American yeah if you can talk about America and its founding and if you can prove you know it really well you deserve like a certificate from the president or something and I was like, you know, I could use that. I could get into college. So I did email President Trump. Um, I was like, yes, I do know history. I am a history buff. I will be majoring um, in the greatest school ever uh, for history. So that's pretty cool. Um, and he, Dushan, they, they sent me an email saying that it didn't go through. So I then made multiple Gmail accounts and sent him the exact same email. Uh, hasn't responded, but you know what? I think Biden will respond. We'll see how that works. Oh yeah. Um, really? then, but yeah, my first- You're at the top of their list of priorities, Annika. Yeah, I, I really am. You know, COVID, no. Me, my petitions. Because my first petition is about renaming, renaming the bush viper the feathered snake. Because when I Google feathered snakes, I don't get it. I do, it doesn't show up on my web browser, but they do look like feathered snakes. They're, they should be renamed feathered snakes. Uh, the second one I retracted because it's false. Uh, the other person has proven that to me. Um, it was to rename nachos deconstructed tacos. Uh, and then the third one was to move Valentine's Day to April 17th uh, because I got in an argument with someone and they were like, you can't do that. And I was like, I can fight me. And so I created a petition. Uh, it did not work, uh, but the other person does not need to know they won the argument. But uh, why April 17th out of all the days? Like, what's so, <laughs> about April 17th? So April 17th is my birthday, sorry. Um, so it is what I tell everyone is my birthday because if you're going to lie, and this is an important thing, if you're going to lie, you need to keep it consistent. Always keep it consistent. So always say April 17th. Because then if anyone else asks that other person, they'll be like, yeah, it's April 17th. Because you keep it consistent. If you're changing yeah, but like, where did April 17th come from? Where you so, just like randomly oh, yeah. on so the freshman year, we were watching a bio a biography, not a biography. We were watching a documentary about Jesus. 
And offhandedly, they mentioned Jesus's birthday might be April 17th. And that was the only thing I remember from freshman year. Um, but <laughs> I was like, you know what? That's, that's a good enough day, April 17th. I can remember that. So April 17th is my either fake birthday or Jesus's birthday. So happy future birthday, Jesus. Uh, so yeah, but anyways, that, those are my petitions. Um, if anyone wants to sign them, they are on change.org. Please do, especially the viper one, because again, I want to be able to Google feathered snake and a bush viper comes up. Um, I do not want to get weird drawings. So. But see, like feathered snake isn't as cool sounding as viper. Well, then call it like a feathered viper or something. But then a vi that's different than a viper, Annika. <laughs> no, it's the same. It looks like they have feathers, okay? I need things to be named how they look, you know? If your baby looks like a bowl of spaghetti, name them spaghetti. Or, as I like to say, Rigatoni, and then you can call him Tony. Uh, that'd be a great name, guys. Yeah, you you and your names. They're I'm just very good so names. interesting. You know, okay, hear me Like out. Basilosaurus? Yes, just name, name your child. Name your child. Basilosaurus, you call her Bassy. No one will know. They're not gonna know. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. Won't say it on the birth certificate or anything. Yeah, well, it'll say it on the birth certificate, but the school teacher doesn't need to know that. They can just be like, oh, her name's Bassy. Actually, Bassy would be a better name for a dog because of that dog documentary. So think of it. Like, instead of being like, oh, Lassie, you're like, oh, Bassie. And it could be like a fish hunting dog, you know, how those people take their dogs on fishing trips. That's and so specific. Bassy, and it's a bass. But oh, no, no one gets my jokes. It's fine. I know yeah, my humor. joke. It's just... I know my like humor is too good. Oh, yeah, totally. Too good. Although, <laughs> Chicago did compliment my humor. They so did. Uh, obviously, I'm getting some, like... Obviously, you're doing something right, you know? I'm doing something right. I'm going to be a stand-up comedian, and I'm playing with Velcro right now, so we probably don't want that in our podcast or audio. <laughs> um, but I do have ADHD, if you couldn't tell uh, from my playing with Velcro. Uh, it was quite Velcro. I'm surprised. Usually Velcro's like, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, I didn't really hear anything, so. Oh, maybe I should have not thrown the Velcro across my bed. I can miss the Velcro. Okay, hear me out, though. If you, uh, we have 23 minutes left of the podcast, guys, so get ready. Um, but if you could name Velcro something outside of Velcro, what would you name it? Hmm. name because it begins with a v and like not a lot of things begin with a v i guess but you wouldn't name why would you name the velcro like valeria i'd name it like sticky fabric or something or like stick that's too go. long you could name it sco you know stick and go sco 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 cats to go sco it's sco now s-t-g-o sco S T G O S go. I mean, that would make for some interesting pronunciations, I guess. Because it's stick and go. 
let's go. You know? I why, What else would you name Velcro? I mean, where did the name Velcro, like, even come from? Is it I the think it was a guy, and his last name was Velcro. And so he named it Velcro. Are you Googling this? I will Google it. Well, we, I, I didn't think we were allowed to have our phones. I will Google it faster than you can Google. Go ahead. Velcro entomology. Vector entomology. I don't need that. I need Velcro. Oh, it comes from the, it comes from French. The words velour and crochet. So velvet, velvet hook. See, why is everything French, you know? It's really not, but okay. Oh my gosh, what if we made our French symposium t-shirts Velcro? <laughs> yeah, definitely. We'll just put some what, random Velcro on it and be like, it's French. It belongs yeah. to the t-shirt. Or it could be like tearaway. So you, while y'all are doing your performances, you can just rip off your shirt and there will be another shirt underneath. You make it sound like it's a performance for, like, a whole, like, audience or something. It's a performance piece. It, it'll get you the extra speaker points, you know? The brownie points. Honestly, where did brownie points come from? Because, like, I don't give people brownies. But we call it brownie points. You know? Like, did it come from people giving brownies and getting extra points? And Maybe it's just, work? like, kind of like a sweet... Like, reward type thing? Would that work on my teachers, though? Like, if I show up to class and bring them brownies, will they give me brownie points? I might have to try that. You no, know? I think they'd be suspicious and probably not eat them, and they'll be like, COVID? Oh, uh, true. Okay, but have you seen that, like, meme where you get brown paper and you cut out E's? What if I just gave a teacher and I can be like, here is a brownie, please give me extra credit. E for extra credit. <laughs> I need the extra credit. I'm I mean, the new the new mod hasn't even started yet, so yeah. But we all know I'm gonna need it, so because also our school is dumb and has that schedule. I feel like everyone's gonna know now. Yeah, I mean, I already, already <laughs> there's only one school that's dumb enough to do that. Um, so thanks, Duchenne. If you're listening to this, we are from Duchenne. Um, sadly, <laughs> I'm just kidding, I'm, just kidding. I, I, I can't wait to leave. Um, uh, hopefully Duchenne does not hear this. Um, if they do, uh, Duchenne's they amazing. This. They changed my life for the better. Shout out to Miss Bull and Lori. She is a queen, a literal queen. She's too good for the school. Who else is too good for the school? Dr. Freddy, too good for the school. All of the history teachers, too good for the school. Um, Oh, we couldn't tell we're in upper school. Um, all the history teachers do good for the school. Um, I mean, Dr. honestly, Tran Duchenne has been... Oh, she froze. ...in a pretty good school. Up to, like, 11th grade, that was, like, peak Duchenne. I mean, there were some things, yeah. you know, like, with every school stuff that you're going to like, stuff that you yeah. don't like. But then, like, 12th grade, they were just, like, mm, new schedule, and I'm just not feeling it. Yeah, 11th grade, I was thriving. You know, I was living my best life. Um, I was still obsessed with UChicago. Now everyone's going to know who it is if they go to Duchenne and I mention UChicago. There's only I mean, they probably tell by your voice. Oh, true, because they did that with Radio Rebel, too. Oh, this is just like Radio Rebel. What? 
I have to leave. Bye. It's not even 30 minutes. We still have 18 minutes. Wow, she's so rude. We'll do this again a different time, and we will do a different podcast recording. Thank you. Good night. It's just me. Uh, anyways, maybe I'll stay on. Maybe she'll join me. Maybe it'll just be an hour of me talking, guys. Okay, so if you can tell, we do like to complain about our school. Uh, but some fun stuff has happened. I got into my dream school, the University of Chicago, aka the greatest school ever. Um, if anyone's listening, please apply to the University of Chicago. Um, maybe say I recommended you, you know? Because um, I also my dream job is to work in the admissions office, so maybe I can get those brownie points, you know? But anyways, um, I will spend the next, I don't know, however long I want talking about you, Chicago, because I'm bored, and who else better to talk to than the internet? Um, so the University of Chicago, as you can tell, is located in Chicago, which is the greatest city ever, like the greatest city. I love the city so much because A, first pizza. That's, if nothing else, pizza. Pizza is the reason to go to Chicago. Second, public transportation. You never have to drive again. I don't want to learn how to drive in the snow. I'm in Texas. There, we don't get snow. I do, I don't see snow. Well, um, anyways. So, another thing, snow. You get to see snow. Some people may be sick and tired of snow, but you know what? I'd rather be in snow than in the hot, because in the snow, I can put on a jacket. In the hot, I cannot feel off my face. I'm sorry, but you, once you get to down to the bare bones, you can't, just can't get any better. So, that's another reason Chicago is superior. Also, their museums. I am in love with... Uh, my, she said she has to go permanently. But it's fine, because y'all have me. Um, and who better than me uh, to talk about Chicago? Anyways, their museums are absolutely divine. I can attest to that. I've been to everyone but the art museum. I want to go to the art museum. I read a book on the art museum um, because I couldn't go. Um, but the history museum is absolutely amazing they have like these cool hanging plants so it's like you're stepping into history it's it literally is like the night of the museum except they're not moving but it, everything's come alive you know and also they have the basilosaurus skeleton which is the state fossil of alabama if you didn't know um and it's also my favorite fossil fossil don't ask me why i just think the basilosaurus looks really goofy um but anyways, that's an amazing museum. Second, like, it's all in that little pod area, so it's super cool. And then they have the um, aquarium, where they literally have, like, it's an actual aquarium. I'm like, Houston. Uh, but they do have, like, the pond thing, and you can see stuff. And on top of that, you can, like, see the ocean, the, the lakes from the aquarium. So it gives it that really good ocean feel. It's so cool. And then they have a planetarium right there. And the planetarium is also super cool because they talk about planets and they have a whole exhibit why Pluto is not a planet, even though it should be. Um, and then there's also the Museum of Science and Industry, which is the coolest thing ever. They literally have a submarine. I love that museum so much. And it's right by U Chicago. Another reason why U Chicago is so amazing. Um, so and more reasons that Chicago is amazing. And then Everyone will say, the crime, the crime, oh my gosh, the crime, the crime isn't that bad. You're going to get crime in any major city, and like, honestly, it makes it spicier. There's more serial killers there. You had uh, the lipstick killer um, who did go to U Chicago. He was a child genius. 
Uh, don't worry, he died. Um, and then he had H.H. H. Holmes, the first serial killer. Like, Chicago is rich in history. It's so cool. Um, and then, uh, also, like, Houston's more dangerous. So, Houstoners, buckle it up. You're, you're not that special. You're not that much safer. Um, but anyways, so that's why Chicago is amazing. Um, but next we're going to talk about why you Chicago is amazing. So first off, maroon. Um, everyone looks good in maroon. Maroon is a beautiful color. And it's not as overrated as Harvard. Like Harvard, I don't know, kind of stuck up, you know? But you Chicago, they're humble. And also one thing I love about you Chicago is they like value quirkiness and creativity. Like they want you to be yourself. You can just look at their essay prompts. Like they literally had an essay prompt where someone included a link to a comic strip they made about mantis shrimp. Let me just say, it was very convincing. Mantis shrimp are my favorite animal now, too, because mantis shrimp, A, 16 color rides. Like, you can see a lot more colors. That's what the prompt is about. And then also, they can send, like, sonic bands, and that's why they're not allowed to be in crept in aquariums, because they can, like, break the glass through their, like, sonic shockwaves. So that's, like, also really cool. And also, they're just really pretty to look at. I also love jellyfish, but that's not at Chicago. I hope. Unless... That'd be so cool. Anyways, uh, so their prompts are really cool. I wrote my prompt on, so it says radioactive isotopes have half lives, Cat ha cats have nine lives. How many lives does an object have and why? And I wrote about Mimizuka, which is the ear hill in Japan, kudos to Japan. Uh, the problem is <laughs> it's filled with noses. So cool because basically they were like, Cutting off ears is slightly less terrible than cutting off noses. So they just renamed it. There's not really any other difference. They just wanted it to sound nicer. Um, but uh, that's what I did. Uh, if you reach out to me, I can send you my essay. It's pretty bad, but I did call it the moldy Voldy syndrome. That's my peak humor right there. But anyways, their essays are great. And also, they come out with new essays every year. But if you don't like those, you can use their old essays. Or you could come up with your own essay. Again, they really value creativity and just being yourself. Um, and so that's another great thing about them. Um, another great thing about them is they do have a U-Pass. So you can basically use public transportation, be amazing public transportation in Chicago for free. And so you can get around and stuff. Um, and also their faculty and staff are also all amazing, all spectacular. They all have like stories that inspire you so much. Uh, peep to their Big Brains podcast. I totally recommend it because it's like the staff are truly inspired and love what they do. Like one staff member, he was talking about how he took a gap year from Yale so he could pay for his own education because he was just that dedicated to his education. And they're like consistently learning and they don't mind learning. And they just, they want you to learn too. And there was this other professor, uh, she was also amazing. She talked about how she has these, these like, writing exercises. Also, she's starting a Chinese soap opera. Like, literally everyone here is awesome and has a story to tell. But um, I think her name is Professor DeWaskin. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but she has this exercise where you, like, stage this argument with someone and you talk about one side. And then you have to talk about the other side. Like, of course, she forces you to really see both sides of the situation. So amazing. So cool. So funky. Also, the campus is absolutely gorgeous. It's like a mixture between like gothic and Victorian, and it does have like this classical campus feel while still being in a major city, which is also really cool. 
Um, they also have like just a lot of really cool traditions there. So they have like the Latka versus Hamatosh debate where they take it very seriously. They dress in like these very, I think they're like graduation rooms basically. And they debate it and they include PowerPoints. Uh, you can find it on YouTube. It's very cool. I totally recommend. Um, and then they also have like the scavenger hunt, which is, I'm like looking at my U Chicago wall for inspiration, if you couldn't tell. Um, but they also have the scav um, and the students are literally so creative that this year with COVID, they found, they were finding a way to do it online because like they don't give up that community. Their housing system is also another like great reason to go because it forces you to like be in a community within a community. And so instead of like having, trying, being overwhelmed and trying to get to know everyone, they instead have these like smaller, super tight knit communities. And um, one of the admissions counselors, uh, Liz, shout out to her, was telling me about this super cool tradition where on your birthday, um, they like, you have to hide and at 12 a.m. they try and find you. And then once they find you, you get like, I, I don't know the details, but you get like pied in the face and then you have to take a shower and then you're covered in like whipped cream and water and you have to like try and hug all these people. And then they sing happy birthday to you and you get like a real kiss. So each house has their individual traditions and they're just these super close, amazing communities. Um, the food there is also uh, really amazing. They have a grilled cheese food truck. I know, everyone loves grilled cheese. Um, and that was the first place they spelled my name correctly. So I like, oh my gosh, this is fate. I need to go here. I am, I'm so excited. But they also are located in Hyde Park, which is where the Obama stayed. So that's pretty amazing. Hyde Park is also just kind of a close knit community in themselves. So you have like these rings, right? You like have Chicago and then Hyde Park and then you Chicago and then your house system. So you have all of these different communities. And so you can go to Hyde Park. There's a lot of cute small businesses. And then they also have like a Japanese garden, which is so cool. And then you should you chicago and chicago in general are just like super rich in culture like there are cultural neighborhoods with predominantly like cuban and mexican influences and then there's also like the italian neighborhoods and chicago is just so incredibly diverse and amazing and i love them so much um and also they have the bean uh which is created by anish kapoor uh, Kapoor, I'm sorry, uh, but I do not know how to say her name, but she also made something which is in Houston at the Museum of Fine Arts, um, which is really cool. Uh, honestly, I could go on and, oh, and also U Chicago has amazing alumni too. So if you look at their alumni, it includes Ruth Bader Ginsburg's son, I know, he got the Chicago Magazine's like Chicago Lean of the Year Award, super cool. Also, Kurt Vonnegut, one of the greatest writers, my favorite author, um, did go to U Chicago. Um, he didn't really graduate there because there was the whole like little thingy with the war and he got drafted and he just didn't go back to school. But he was studying anthropology and he wrote my favorite book ever of all time called Slaughterhouse Five. Um, it's so beautifully written. I, if you watch the movie, you're really missing out. The book is also like a short read, but also it just provides like all of this depth. And it's, I, again, you, you have to read it. It's so good. Um, so he went there, again, geniuses. The uh, inventor of the Hubble telescope went there, I know. And 
Bernie Sanders went there. And I totally recommend looking up a photo of young Bernie Sanders. He's pretty hot. Um, but honestly, a lot of presidents were hot when they were playing football. So Gerald Ford playing football, look that up. Nixon playing football, look that up. As one of my teachers said, there's a reason why Pat married him. Um, Eisenhower playing football, that's a good one. JK played football. Um, I learned a lot of, um, and young FDR was pretty hot. Uh, FDR Jr. is super hot. Um, if you Google young FDR, you might get a photo of FDR Jr. So be careful. If it's like super, super hot, it's like FDR Jr. And FDR, you can tell who he is because he has this really like prominent nose and deep set eyes. So he really has like this strong nose line and you can really tell it's him. I don't know why I'm touching my face. You can't see this. This is a podcast. Um, but the university, ah, they're so cool. Um, also, they're named the Phoenix. They are the Phoenixes, and their Phoenix name is the Maroon. So, uh, the the Phoenix is Maroon. His name's Maroon. So they're the Maroons technically. Um, I find that so funny because I like to joke for a school that prides themselves on creativity. Uh, that's a very uncreative name for uh, their school mascot. Uh, why am I saying um so much? Just, um, what else? Oh, yeah, there was a serial killer who went to UChicago. He's pretty cool. So he's called the Lipstick Killer. He went to UChicago at the age of 17. UChicago, of course, doesn't talk about it because no one wants to advertise that a serial killer went there. Like, Harvard isn't advertising that the Unabomber went there. And there's a lot of serial killers. A lot of serial killers in Ivy Leagues. I have to say, Columbia, lots of serial killers. And there was one girl who, like, killed her roommate. It was a whole big deal. Um, but anyways, so the lipstick killer went to U Chicago. He, um, what did he do? Oh, he like burglarized and then he realized killing like got him off even more. Um, his second killing, he wrote in lipstick on the wall. Um, he was like, for God's sake, someone stop me before I kill more people. Um, basically saying he couldn't stop. He, so that, that's really interesting. He also had by schizophrenia, I think. Uh, what it's called, um, which means that he had two different personalities. So while under the truth here, he did, uh, he did, he wasn't, he was like, it wasn't me, it was, it was another guy. His name was like George Hosman or something. And they realized that was his other personality. So it was him, and he was under truth serum when he said that. So that was really cool. Um, and then he also killed a girl, which is really sad. He put her limbs like all over the sewers in Chicago. And he basically wrote, I wish I could have killed your dad. Um, which is kind of sad because it's like, just man up and kill the dad, dude. Like, don't get at the daughter for revenge. That's just rude. Or, hear me out, don't kill anyone at all. Even better, you know? Makes the world slightly better because killing a six-year-old girl, again, bad. Killing a guy, also bad. Don't, just don't kill. Uh, that's my number one piece of advice. Please don't kill anyone. It's not that, it's not as cool as it sounds. Um... I do like reading about true crime. I do like listening to true crime, but I do not encourage true crime. Uh, I like historical. If it happened, it happened. Might as well read about it. Um, but if it hasn't happened yet, let, let's not. That's not cool. Um, cannibalism, also not cool because A, you'll get addicted to human meat because of hormones in people's bodies. And C, it'll give you tremors. So like all around, it isn't good for you. It isn't healthy to eat other humans. So. I wouldn't recommend that either. Um, it's kind of staying the obvious here. But anyways, he killed all these people. 
um, which is really interesting. And then they wanted to give him the death penalty because serial killer, I mean, come on. But instead, because he was insane, they went for the life in prison because then he couldn't plead insanity. He couldn't get a life of death. But also, uh, serial killers and true crime do kind of point out how messed up our criminal justice system is. Um, because, like, child abusers can literally get, like, two years in jail. A guy who uh, put his son on fire and watched from a telephone booth only got seven years instead of life because it was attempted murder instead of murder. And it's like, he was watching his son from a telephone booth. He had full intent to murder. The only reason why his son didn't die is because some other people pulled him out. Like, and then also a cannibal literally got 13 years in prison. So something needs to be done. You know, I, I definitely think we need to um, <laughs> change our criminal justice system to, you know, actually get people in jail. Um, also, get rid of the death penalty. It's literally overpriced. It costs more to uh, basically kill these people than to just keep them in jail forever. Um, I also think the prison system needs to be reformed because it basically pro promotes crime because it's a business. Um, privatized prison system. So, America, um, I would like you to look at the other countries, like Norway and stuff, and take notes. And, like, everyone's biggest excuse is that the population is so small, but that just means it was easier for them to implement. That doesn't mean it can't work on a larger scale, you know? And, I mean, we have the money. We spend, like, trillions of dollars on our military, uh, which also isn't that cool, guys. Like, do we really need that? And, um... So yeah, uh, th those are my thoughts. I have a lot of them. I have a lot of strong thoughts, especially about Pluto. Pluto needs to be a planet. If anyone would like to join me and my movement, Pluto does deserve to be a planet. Um, a lot of people are like, oh, it's a darn planet and that's good for it. No, it's not. Uh, there were nine planets. Nine is my favorite number. Eight is disgusting. It's an even number. Odd numbers are scientifically proven to be more aesthetically pleasing. Um, so bring Pluto back. Also, I have not... Like, let's face it, I'm pretty sure 2020 is a cause of Pluto because I'm um, not, you know, the world's been going downhill since we removed Pluto. And I definitely think Pluto's trying to get revenge on us. So if we just let it back, everything would be so much better. Also, if we just treated our planet better, you know, like there's that golden rule, treat others how you want to be treated. And, um, you know, we're not really treating the world how we want it to treat us. So... I mean, guys, like, calm down, you know, um, but I do not promote vegetarianism either, so some people may think, like, I'm talking about the world, but also I'm not a supporter of green energy. I personally am a huge proponent of nuclear energy, because, it, no, y'all are going to hear me talk more, because nuclear energy is, like, the future of energy, guys, so nuclear energy, A, is the most reliable of any energy source, guys. So, um, you know, wind energy, you need the wind. Solar energy, you need the sun. Blackout, what are you going to do? No energy. Nuclear energy is where it's at. She can run. She's got this. And we can also use our nuclear weapons to fuel the nuclear energy. Sure, it costs a lot because, like, if there's plutonium, you can't, you, you have to use the MOX to convert it, but you can convert it. The technology's still there. You can still do it. And then also everyone will be like, oh, but Chernobyl and Fukushima and Three Mile Island. Guess what, guys? 
That was because of mistakes. That was because of people cutting corners. We learn from those. We have a lot of nuclear facilities in the United States. We literally like during severe winter storms, you know, you know how you get to keep your energy? That's because of nuclear energy. So uh, guys, no, those accidents were accidents. They happened in the past. They happened pretty long ago we've advanced because also everyone's gonna talk about oh the nuclear waste yes nuclear waste is a major problem for on land facilities but let me put you on something there are small modular reactors so normal nuclear facilities take like five years to construct because so many safety precautions because nuclear energy is literally safer to work than coal like coal miners and stuff they get a lot more and coal workers, they get a lot more diseases than nuclear people workers, you know? Like, it's not, like, when an accident happens, uh, it's pretty bad, but accidents really do not happen that much. Just when they do, they're, like, really bad. But also, Chernobyl's, like, a major reserve, so that's kind of cute. Anyways, um, nuclear waste is a problem for on-land facilities because you need to be able to store it somewhere um, for a thousand years, that's it's more than a thousand years, but it has to be a place that like doesn't flood, no earthquakes, and most of those places are Native American reserves, which also is not cool. We gotta respect the territory, respect the drip guys, respect them. R-E-S-P-E-C-T, find out what it means to me, the song by the person, I forget her name, whoops, anyways, respect, respect, you gotta respect them. So you can't put the fuel there, and some nuclear fuel facilities can be a little um iffy you know they're really it's not that good for the environment at all so small modular reactors smrs canada's already investing in them and canada is literally so nice that means you should follow them the nice people always know what no they know what's up because it's underwater um, and they can repurpose their waste, and it only takes three years to build. So as of right now, with the technology we have, it's more better for the environment if we switch to nuclear energy than renewables, because also renewables often use REMs, which are rare earth minerals, and mining those are actually really bad for the environment, and some of them even use child labor, which also is not that cool. Granted, when I was like 10, um, I did wish there were no child labor laws because I'm like, just give me a job. Um, but all these stupid child labor laws are the reason why I can't get a job. Um, and then I realized, hey, that's actually cool. Like child labor laws are there for a reason. Um, but in middle school, I didn't care. I just wanted a job. And now I have a job and it's all right. Um, but anyways, so renewables right now are not that great and they're not that reliable. So we need nuclear energy because also, and then also everyone's going to be like, well, the jobs for fossil fuel energy. That's my, I, I don't propose like overnight, all of a sudden switch into nuclear. What we do is we do a slow phase out. So of course, economies are going to change. Businesses are going to boom, but like Houston can still be a booming business for energy. It might not be um, oil, but we are close to the shores. We might be able to do SMRs, you know? And it would be a slow phase out. So you, there, of course, would be tax incentives towards um, the uh, nuclear energy. So then you would have the slow phase out. And then you would also, what you would do is you would slowly decrease the subsidies that the government is giving to these nuclear, the, not 
to these fossil fuel industries because these fossil fuel industries are actually more expensive to maintain than renewable energy. The thing is, the government is putting trillions of dollars into these industries to keep it artificially low, which isn't that cash money of them. So what they need to do is they need to slowly, slowly, come on guys, don't come at me, slowly decrease these subsidies. So then the price, you know, will, can return to normal. The, um, and then they can subsidize other things like, I don't know, education. Um, and then, so then we can have our nuclear energy and also have more incentives to find renewable energy sources. And then you would have the slow phase out, you would have people slowly transition to nuclear energy. And then of course, like, instead of maybe hiring more oil people, you hire more nuclear people. And then just kind of the world slowly shifts because I feel strongly for slow shifts. Um, because those are proven to work, it's good. You know, people won't lose millions of jobs overnight. And uh, you know, it'll be cool. So um, if anyone agrees with me, uh, please, I don't know. I don't know what you can do, uh, but those are my thoughts. Uh, we're just doing thoughts with me. I'm just talking. Um, but yeah, I love nuclear energy. So if I were to run a political party, because I'm pretty sure we said we talk about the government. Anyways, if I were to run a political party, I would call it the Neon Green Party um, because Neon Green Nuclear Waste, because I'm not very into renewable energy and I'm not very into fossil fuels. I'm into nuclear energy. Uh, so good luck guessing my political party. Uh, <laughs> but I will just make my own. Or as per my summer sessions with New Chicago, I can do the Shrek party. Oh my gosh, people are gonna be able to find me so easy. I'm saying so much personal information. Anyways, Shrek party, summer sessions. My biggest claim to fame is I beat a kid who is going to Columbia, which means in turn, I might be semi-smart uh, because the, I don't know, that's my biggest claim to fame. But the biggest reason why I won is a lot of people were, you know, taking the assignment more normally. They were like, you know, I run my campaign. Uh, I do everything. It's all about me. That's a more traditional campaign. But I <laughs> created a political party. We were called the Swamp Party, and we ran a Shrek-themed campaign. And I couldn't have done it without my party and my girls. They honestly were very, very helpful um, because they were able to and kind of reach out to different people. So it did show the importance of political parties. Um, I do believe we should be a more multi-party system instead of just a two-party system. Granted, <laughs> I don't really like any political party. Uh, the libertarians are pretty cool, but I have heard of a story where basically, you know, it's about independence, liberties, individual liberties. That's pretty cool. But this, because they didn't want the government controlling everything, bears returned to this libertarian town. Um, and it turns out people were feeding the bears and they couldn't stop them because that was their individual right. You can feed bears. Um, personally, I'd like to feed bears too and have a pet bear, but I think I'll just name uh, a dog bear when I get a bear. Dog, not bear, because bears are wild animals. You shouldn't keep them. I did name a dog cow though, um, because I've always wanted a cow. You can't really get a cow. Um, yeah, you can't really buy a cow and keep it in your house. So I named my dog Cow. She's super cute and adorable. She's black and white, like a like like a cow. I know. Um, but we call her Pippi because my mom said you are not naming your dog Cow. 
Um, and P-I-P-I -I is cattle or cow in Hawaiian. And I basically looked at cow in a bunch of different languages and picked the one that sounded most like a legit name. And Pippi, Pippi Longstocking, that's a legit name. So my dog's new name is Cow. And I've probably been talking for a while, um, but I'm gonna talk more. You know what, I'm very bored. Um, so my week has been great, guys. Um, <laughs> this is gonna be so great. Um, so you know what, we're talking about America. My favorite fun fact about America is I learned that there is a legit thing where we tried to nuke the moon because basically during the space race, the USSR was beating us and they did the whole Nikita thing, which I'm very, very bummed about because this poor stray dog. Okay, think about it. You're alone all your life. And then all of a sudden these people are showering you in love. You're so happy. You're like, you know, like you go from lonely to happiness and it's so amazing. You like they, this dog, the poor thing. Like, well, anyway, she like, they finally started giving her love and she finally had love in her life because she was a stray dog. And then they just send her to space and she dies like cold and alone. And they didn't even like make a thing so she could come back. They didn't even try to bring her back. They were just like, no, she's expendable, but she's not, she's a dog. Like if someone were to send my poor precious baby into space, I would, they, they need either I'm going with her or, um, you know, she's either I'm going with her or she's coming back. She, no, she's not going to space at all. She's not allowed. Anyways, I constantly tell my dog she's not allowed to die before me. That's a rule in my house. Number one rule. Anyways, <laughs> that's the one thing I hate about Russia is the Nikita because the poor dog. Anyways, I'm not crying. You are. Anyways. Um, so the, there's a whole Nikita thing. So we were losing the space race. And so America came up with a legit plan where we were like, let's just nuke the moon. Because here's our reasoning. Um, the USSR cannot beat us to the moon if there is no moon. And I mean, kind of logical, but also very much not logical. Another thing I love is after World War II, <laughs> we just had a series of nuclear experiments in that we were like, what can we fuel with nuclear energy? Oh, God, geez. The guy who came up with nuclear fission also went to UChicago. Again, a nuclear, UChicago's a Anyways, uh, so they basically were like, what else can we fuel with nuclear energy? So there's the Pluto project where they tried to fuel an airplane using nuclear energy against Pluto. See, it all comes back around, guys. Um, and then there was Project Orion where they tried to fuel spaceships using nuclear energy. I did, was able to find the full NASA space report. It was a big failure. Um, shooting nukes into space, not, it's not good. There was like the starfish experiment where they learned shooting nukes into space does not work very well. Um, and then there also was one where they tried to power like trains using nukes. And then they tried to like power cars. They just tried to power everything using nukes. And I'm like, wow, you know, like you get this technology. It looks like a rocket. Let's attach it to a plane. Let's attach it to a rocket. Let's attach it to a train. And so I, America's history is pretty cool. I do suggest watching Drunk History. It's pretty funny. Also, horrible history. It's very funny. But it depends on what you want. European history, American history. They're both pretty great. Um, so European history, horrible history. 
American History, Drunk History. I'm really sad that they canceled the show. Um, if anyone wants to help me bring the show back, please tell me. Um, anyways, those are some things I like about America. Um, more things I like about America. Chicago. You, Chicago. Um, I think those are the biggest reasons why I want to stay in America for the rest of my life. I want to be buried in U Chicago. I want to get married in the Rockefeller Chapel. I want to work at U Chicago. I want to spend the rest of my life at U Chicago. They are the greatest institution ever. I mean, come on, guys. They're so great. Their clubs are also amazing. They have so many different clubs. And you can easily create a club if you don't find a place for you. They do say one of the biggest mistakes as a first-year student, though, is joining too many clubs. So hone in. Think what's the best for you, you know? Um, another great thing about America is we have one of the highest obesity rates, but we also have the highest number of, like, gold medals won during the Olympics. And also, I do have a plan for exercise. I believe we should replace all of our PE, running laps, all of that boring stuff with the Rasputin Just Dance. Um, I have been doing it every day for two days in a row. I will be doing it every day for the rest of quarantine, maybe even after that. I'm thinking of starting a club every day before school. We do Rasputin just to like get in the mood, get awake, get, get jazzy, get fun. And, but I did do it like 11 times in a row today and it's great exercise. So I think um, instead of PE, uh, for an hour, we just play Rasputin on loop and everyone dances. Everyone just dances to the Rasputin, the Um Also, they learn history, they'll learn about Rasputin. Um, so I think we should just have that on continuous loop for PE. Um, I think it will do America a lot of good. Um, the PE teachers will still be there to teach, you know, physical education so they can teach nutrition and health ed and all of that fun stuff. But I think instead of just trying to come up with these funky new exercises, like in high school, I don't, I, I really don't do PE. I did CrossFit and that was the most exercise I ever got. In normal PE, we run a lap. But instead of running a lap, guys, hear me out, an hour of Rasputin. Everyone's happy. Everyone's fit. Everyone's like styling. Everyone knows how to dance. Um, I do propose a lot of reforms here. Um, if you don't want to hear my public opinions, this isn't a great podcast. Also, if you do not, I will not be editing this. I probably should have said that at the beginning. I won't be editing this. Um, that's why we set a timer for 30 minutes. I think it's been like an hour now. Anyways, we set the timer because I don't want to edit. I don't like hearing my voice, um, so I'm not going to be editing because when I edit, I have to hear my voice, um, and I don't really want to do that. Also, editing takes a lot of work, so it, this is just going to be straight up. This is just going to be me. It's going to be real. It's going to be cool. It's going to be lit. It's going to be funky, and it's going to be fresh and radical and awesome and amazing and amazing and also I think if a maze is amazing, we should just call it amazing. Be like, yo guys, this maze is amazing. Instead of being like amazing, just be like amazing. Amazing can be the new amazing because mazes are amazing. Actually, I've never done a maze. Um, and I also think I'd give up at a maze. If I'm not immediately good at something, I don't want to do it. And mazes require brain power. Um, I would fail as a rat.
Also, guys, peep the new Ratatouille musical. Remy the Ratatouille, the rat of all my dreams. I'm praise you, Lord Ratatouille. Um, they say, oh, Ratatouille. I say the word Ratatouille. I am praise you, Lord Ratatouille. May the world remember your name. Also, I can't sing if you couldn't tell. Um, also, again, I've been dancing to Just Dance Raspy Team. So my voice is kind of raspy. Anyways, uh, this is my voice, though, and that's another reason why I'm not editing. I don't want to hear this again. Um, Anyways, uh, Ratatouille the Musical, um, going to be amazing. I just saw there's already a parody to Ratatouille the Musical on TikTok. So that's also pretty amazing. Also, fun fact, in Russia, there is a statue dedicated to all rats that died in an experiment. I think America needs one. I would specifically drive to the rat statue to get a photo of it. And I think we should rename it Ratatouille. Just for funsies, or Remy, um, I know. I think that'd be really funny. I think we need a Remy statue somewhere in America. Um, other people we need a statue of? Ian Malcolm from Jurassic Park. Um, so, no, okay, these are my uh, unfiltered opinions on Jurassic Park. I think the book is amazing. I absolutely adored the book. Um, I think the movie is absolutely horrid. I think the movie series just need to be deleted from existence. I think the creator of Jurassic Park, what's his name, like Michael, Michael something, Michael Michelin? I don't know. The creator of Jurassic Park is a capitalist pick. I'm sorry. He created the movie himself, you know? I was like, oh my gosh, the movie is going to be amazing. Like, you know, because it was created by the author himself. No, he's just a capitalist pig. He literally unkilled Ian Malcolm. Spoilers, 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 spoilers. Anyways, he literally unkilled Ian Malcolm just because Ian Malcolm's hot. Which, I mean, it makes sense. Ian Malcolm is hot. I do give him prep for that. Um, because, A, he's into math. Like, that's kind of cool. Sporty, edgy nerd. He wears all black. Aesthetically pleasing. Am I right? And fractals. Fractals are amazing. I love fractals so much. I actually have a framed uh, photo of Romanesco broccoli because it is a fractal. I Fractals are amazing. Fractals are cool. And the book, it literally has depth. It's a fractal in itself. And there's fractals and repetition. And it's just, it's a great book. But then he went and ruined it when he made the movie. I'm sorry. It's it's absolutely trash. I hate that movie so much. He literally had depth and morality. And he literally had, like, a moral message in his book uh, against capitalism. And then he went and was like, mm, I'm going to get rid of that because capitalism. Um, and he completely ruined Hammond. He just ruined his own book. I still love the book Jurassic Park. I do recommend reading it if you have a lot of free time. And you are a nerd. Um, but if you don't have a lot of free time and you're a nerd and you still want an amazing book, read Slaughterhouse-Five by Kurt Vonnegut. I really recommend it. Anyways, uh, but don't watch the movie. The movie's, if you like the movies, Jurassic Park, I feel sorry for you. Although I do have a photo from a YouTube video I found on my school, on my screensaver. Uh, which is a remake where it's food. So Chris Pratt is a hot dog with noodles for hair and doll arms. <laughs> and all the time.
dinosaur dinosaur shaped chicken nuggets. I love dinosaur shaped chicken nuggets so much. But my favorite food is mozzarella sticks. So that's pretty cool. Back to songs. Remy the Ratatouille. Another song that's a bop wop. I don't understand why. It's been stuck in my head for weeks. Like just the whole thing where it's like, I don't cook, I don't clean, but let me show you how I got this ring. Got me small me, dripped on side me, blah, 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 blah. And then they go like, that's a whap, that's a whap. I don't know. It's a bop. I, I, I don't like swearing. That's not my thing. I'm, uh, people might call me innocent or conservative, but WAP has been stuck in my head for weeks. It has like the greatest beat ever. You can really like pop and lock and boogie on down to WAP. Um, and so that's a really amazing song. My favorite band ever is AJR. Um, they just came out with a new song. I totally recommend it. But the greatest band ever is Queen. So Queen is also my second favorite band. But anyways, it goes AJR, Queen, then the Beatles. Um, but for greatest fans ever, it goes Queen, then the Beatles. I'm sorry if you're a Beatles fan, but Queen is better. Queen is iconic. They have Freddie Mercury, which I'm also still upset over. I literally cry when I listen to some Freddie Mercury stuff. Because it's so sad he died before his time, and he, like, literally, day, like, soon after he died from AIDS, they came out with a cure that would have saved his life, and he was too young to die. He was literally a musical genius. Uh, he saved me from despair. I love him so much. His outfits are sleek. I literally spent hours trying to find the shirt of his because I watched this music the, the you know the movie bohemian rhapsody and they have that like when they're showing random clips they have that one white shirt i researched for hours trying to get that shirt i really really wanted that shirt but guess what they don't sell it so um it was a designer she made it as a wedding dress again unstoppable he broke gender bounds like you know how hairstyles wear a dress and everyone's upset over that Freddie Mercury they probably would have done the same thing. Freddie Mercury is the old Harry Styles. Harry Styles is like the uh, Walmart version of Freddie Mercury. There I said it. Anyways, um, I love Queen so much. Um, but yeah, he was, he shouldn't have died. Um, I'm blaming Pluto on that one too. Um, if we just reinstated Pluto, Freddie Mercury would, could still be alive. Just say it. Um, I, I love Pluto so much. It deserves to be a planet. It's my favorite planet. It's the cutest little planet. It literally has like a heart on its side. Like, honestly, for Valentine's Day, if it's not Pluto themed, I don't want it. Like, Pluto is Valentine's. I'm sorry. I said it. There we go. Because it has a heart. What other planet has a heart except for Pluto? Like, Pluto gave us so much love. And we just abandon it, like Nikita and Russia. I just worked about that, and I'm still crying. <laughs> it's so sad. Like, they just did the dog dirty like that. Um, I'm probably going off the rails at this point. Um, I'm still rambling. Um, I guess I should say goodbye. Um, oftentimes, I don't like saying goodbye. I sometimes use Spanish words because I think they sound better than English words. Adios sounds better than goodbye. So normally I say adios. Um, so adios. Also sometimes instead of saying goodbye, I'll do that song from The Sound of Music where it goes goodbye. 
goodbye, so long, farewell, adieu to say goodbye. Also, uh, check out the SNL skin with John Mulaney, where he goes like, I am 16, going on 17, I am 38, going on 41. <laughs> That's such a great skit. Um, John Mulaney is a king. Um, SNL has some pretty good stuff, like the robe skit. I'm not even saying goodbye at this way. Anyway, Sound of Music is an iconic movie, too. I love that movie so much. Like, when she made clothes out of curtains, I wish I could do that. Every, I, I, I have a stack of cloth in my uh, room because I was like, oh, I'm going to make a quilt. I'm going to make clothes. I'm going to sew. I can't sew. Um, I have not even started sewing. Um, I don't know why I was lying to myself. Um, maybe, maybe I'll do that over quarantine instead of starting a podcast. Anyways, um, adios, goodbye. I hope you enjoyed listening to me talk for an hour and my friend talk for less than 30 minutes. She's super rad, though. We come up with, like, good ideas. Like, she helped me come up with the movie version of WAP. So, basically, it'll be about these, like, people who have, like, married a rich. And there's just, like, this maid. And they basically teach her how to marry rich and, um, like, kind of like that pretty woman, you know, where she, like, married rich. I'm pretty sure that's the premise of the movie. Never watched it. Um, but it, so it's basically based off of that one line where it goes, I don't cook, I don't clean, but let me show you how I got this right. And my plan is to, like, subtly include, like, hints of Cardi B and stuff. And I'll just do, like, random lines from the song in the movie script, and hopefully no one will notice. And then at the very end, it'll be, like, this dance movie montage. Like, you know, those, like, oh, those, like, mobs, the flash mobs, the flash mobs. So it'll be a flash mob at the very, very end of this wedding of this girl. And she'll be, um, what was she? Oh, and then there will be a flash mob uh, to the song Wab, and it'll be great. And I'm pretty sure the movie will be called What a Picture, Wab, you know? <laughs> W-A-M-P will just be super, super big, and everyone will get it, and it'll just be like a really funny inside joke of a movie. Um, if anyone wants to help me make that possible. I'm more of an ideas man. I don't, like, actually do anything. I have a half-finished uh, crochet octopus sitting on my bed. Um, I have a lot of ideas. Like, a lot of ideas. So, if anyone wants to make my ideas a reality, just put my name in the credits, um, please. Or don't credit me. Just text me a photo and be like, hey, I did this. Thinking of you. Or something. I just want to know it exists, okay? And then... I can tell, everyone can think I'm insane, and I can be like, that was my idea first, and they'll be like, no, you're not, you're insane, you just have ideas, you don't actually do anything, um, and, you know, everyone already thinks I'm insane, so you could get away with it, um, anyways, I was saying goodbye, so, adios, signing off on the podcast, um, maybe we'll do this again soon, this is really fun, bye, adios.